0: Welcome to the Encounter Church podcast. For more information about our church and service times, please visit revival.me. Enjoy the message. I have never been more popular than I've been this last week. (laughs) I, uh culminated with last night when I was laying in bed, looking at my phone, which seems to be how we go to sleep nowadays, and I click on this thing, the messenger that was sent or something, and there's Zach in his office talking about Prophetic Sunday, and John Lampman was going to be here, and I'm thinking, oh, man, <laughs> so much, so much attention. I, I, really, i was not a popular kid at all in school. <laughs> I was a little runt of a guy. And, uh, wow, I'm like, after a while, I'm like, who is this guy? <sighs> Zach and Rochelle, I, I want <clears throat> to thank you for all of that, uh, for all of this opportunity and this privilege. Uh, a lot of pastors don't share their pulpit. True. And uh, it's something that I've always loved about this church over the years, is that there's different voices in the pulpit, Amen. not just one. I've been in churches where the pastor has said point blank, the pulpit's mine, I don't share it, I protect it. And I said, man, how do you raise people up like that? And, uh, but just that you would uh, share the pulpit. And uh, roll the dice on me, because you have no idea what I'm going to say. Uh, he knows that I love you guys. I've been here for since 1980. You, You do the math. I love you guys. Let's pray for the speaker. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you, Lord, that I don't have to hit a home run. Lord, that I don't have to perform. I don't have to get a passing grade. I don't have to get a strike. I just have to say what you want me to say. Father, show me how to start. Show me how to finish. I'm here for you. If I never get invited back, (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) I thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Um, it is Prophetic Sunday, so at the end of this service and also at the end of the 11 o'clock service, after uh, I'm done, we're going to have prophetic teams come up here, and uh, teams of two, and, uh, and uh, we would ask that you would line up along the wall, and then we'll get you to a team, and they're going to prophesy over you. I tried to get rid of all my snot before I came up here, <laughs> and it just keeps coming. <laughs> like I always, we always just say, in my family, big nose is running, my family. And so there's going to be teams up here. I want to tell you something about these people. I trust them, I love them. I would prophesy next to any of them. They're good people and they're working on their gift. They're getting better and better and better. And last August, we had a prophetic Sunday, and I just heard so many testimonies, so many good testimonies from people, and not one of them was involving John Lampanero. And that made me very happy uh, because it's not John Lampanero's prophetic ministry. It's the Holy Spirit's prophetic ministry. And so I trust these people. I love them, and they're going to bless you. And uh, it, it's going to be wonderful. Um, uh, well, I just, I'm doing the lead up here this morning, so it's kind of like a little teaching, a little sermonette, so to speak. Uh, and we're going to go right to where it all happens, 1 Corinthians 12. I'll be in 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm going to be on verse 7. And I told Zach earlier that I'm easily distracted, and there's a pebble on the ground here, <laughs> and I'll end up kicking it around, and it'll make me crazy. Okay. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 said to everyone, he has given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. All right, how many times have you read that? A gazillion times? Okay. To that, to everyone, it means to everyone. It's all inclusive. That's all inclusive. It means to everyone who has accepted Jesus Christ that walks in His name, you have received the manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good. Now, if you lead your four-year-old child to the Lord and, uh, and they accept Jesus into their heart, that very second, they get Amen. a manifestation. Of the Holy Spirit for the common good and that guy who's in jail who's serving ten years for grand theft auto whatever and uh, he goes to that Bible study that they're holding in prison that church comes and he goes and he bends his knees and he accepts Jesus Christ at that very second he receives a manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good everyone gets it if you accept Jesus you get it all inclusive Doesn't matter how you feel, doesn't matter if you think you're worthy, doesn't matter if you're a wonderful person, doesn't matter if you're a train wreck, all the train wrecks raise their hand, doesn't matter if you were a train wreck when you came to Jesus, you immediately, beyond salvation, beyond washing from your sins, beyond adoption, beyond Uh, being completely cleansed beyond being loved by the Father and called into the Beloved, you received the Holy Spirit. He actually came and lived inside you. I believe that one reality, that one truth. If Christians could get a hold of the fact that the Holy Spirit of God has come to reside within them, you have an alien being living inside you. Do you ever think about that? Who is not of this world? You don't think about it. I know you don't because it takes me a long time to wrap my brain around that. There's a second person living inside me when I accepted Jesus Christ. And he brings all his stuff with him. Yes. If I came to live at your house, I would bring all my stuff with me too, right? So I would leave my towel in the bathroom on a nice wood counter Uh, I might leave my slides in the hallway. You get all my bad habits if I came to live with you. My car might be dripping oil out on your driveway. You get everything. You get all of me. You get my colognes. (laughs) What is that? You get all of me. When the Holy Spirit came into you, he brought all his stuff with him to everyone. To everyone is given a manifestation. We're just in one verse, guys. Manifestation. You know what it means? It means divine demonstration. A manifestation means a divine demonstration. Actually, the root word for that word manifestation is exhibition or to put on display. So to every one, the Holy Spirit has put within them a divine demonstration, an exhibition, something to put on display. What that means is gifts of the Holy Spirit can be seen. Always seen, right? Kabish? Yes. Seen. If you move in the gift of the Holy Spirit, it can be seen. It's an exhibition. It's a display of the Holy Spirit. It's good. Good. Now you say, well, my husband is a wonderful guy. He has great faith. You know, nothing ever seems to rock him or rattle him. Uh, He's just a man of faith. And I said, that is awesome and excellent. But when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of faith, that's not that. It just means this man's committed to the Lord and he's walking in faith. Yes. A gift of faith is called a burst of faith. That's what it is. It means when you're in a situation in your environment, all of a sudden you sense that there's faith available. It's sometimes the Irish call it a thin place yes. where you come close to what the Holy Spirit wants to do at that very moment. You're in Walmart. You're walking down. You've been in Walmart 100,000 times. Now you're walking down this aisle. All of a sudden you're seized. You feel faith. Can you feel faith, John? You can feel faith. You're a spiritual being. You can feel spiritual things. You feel faith, and there's a person there, and all of a sudden you sense that God wants to heal them. That's a burst of faith. That's what that is. That is a gift of the Holy Spirit, right? And when that person gets healed, there'll be a demonstration. There'll be an exhibition. There'll be something to see. Gabish, Gabish. In case you happen not to be Italian, that means do you understand? I use it, my father used it on me, I'm gonna use it on you. As I tell people that most of the time it came with a hand signal too. And he wasn't usually very happy when he used it. I won't give you the hand signal, because it's not good now. Manifestation, it's juicy. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2 4, my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration and power. That your faith will not rest in the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Paul moved in the gifts of the Spirit. He did. Demonstrations of power. Yes. Yes. Manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good, for the common benefit. Everyone look around. Look around. Front, back, side. Look around. You're the common benefit. Gifts of the Spirit were given to the church. Were given to the believers for all those people around you. It says when the body of Christ is moving in the gifts of the Spirit, they have a supernatural advantage. I like that. I like having the advantage. It means I have more Players on the board than my opponent does. Yes. When the body of Christ is moving in the gifts of the Spirit, it's for the common benefit and it gives us a supernatural advantage. All right? Okay. Oh, I'm going to teach, bro. I'm going to. I got a little. My wife says I teach pretty good. So I'm taking. That word gives, the Holy Spirit gives, is charis. Charis, it's grace. Charis, the the word charis is actually not a uh, uh, um, Christian word. It's actually a Greek word, and it meant touch of the gods. That's what charis meant. So when Paul used it, he said touch of God. So when God touches you, the Holy Spirit touches you, the gift of the Holy Spirit is moving. It's a grace gift. It's a grace gift. It's a supernatural touch, but it's never silent, and it's never invisible. There's always something to see. I keep pounding on that. I keep pounding on that, okay? Because we got prophecy, man. We are moving in prophecy, and I have dreams and visions for the prophetic, but I'm feeling a little lonely. I'm looking for the other eight. I'm looking for the other eight to be released. And I'm excited about it, and I want to see it, and we're going to move in that direction. And that pebble is still here. (laughs) Isn't this entertaining? (laughs) <laughs> Pray for Mrs. Lampanero. <sighs> you get a word of wisdom. So one of them is a word of wisdom. It's a fragment of special information that answers a specific situation or gives wisdom or direction or a directive. Word of wisdom. It's a fragment of special information. Remember when Paul was in the boat and the boat was going to go shipwrecked, and the second or third day? And it, Paul said to all the sailors, the angel of the Lord spoke to me. I have to go meet with Caesar, so God's going to spare your lives with my life, right? You're safe because I have a call. That's a word of wisdom, all right? Word of knowledge is a fragment of special knowledge, a supernatural knowing of facts and details that you would not naturally know, and it reveals God is aware of facts and details about a person's life. That's a word of knowledge. It's details about a person's life that you would not know Unless they told you. So when you're moving in a word of knowledge, which I love, um, that person will be thinking, how did they know that? How did they know that? We think we believe in God until God prophesies or does a word of knowledge. Then we go, wow, there really is a God. Right? How many times have someone prophesied over you and they've read your mail or they've said something about you and you go, wow, there really is a God? Like, I mean, you've only been serving them for 20 years. You know, but it's, it's one of those things that makes God incredibly real. A gift of faith I already talked to you about. It's a burst of faith. Um, Paul, when he was in Lystra, and there was the man who was crippled. Remember, his feet were crippled, and he hadn't walked. And Paul, it said, Paul sensed that faith was presence. Amen. And he said, stand up. And the man stand up, stood up, and walked. That's a gift of faith. Yes. Working a mirror, or, let's go. Gift of healing. Now, when you think gift of healing, think gift of curing. The word there in the Greek is to be under the care of a doctor. Gift of healing, gift of curing, under the care of a doctor. It's important because when you're under the care of a doctor, you get progressively better. All right? So you may pray for someone. You may have a gift of healing and pray for someone, and they don't get healed two or three days later. Now, if you have a gift of healing and you think it's going to happen right in front of you and it doesn't, you get discouraged. You can, eh, why even bother? I don't know. I pray for people. They don't get healed. No, because it's a progressive thing. Right? The 10 lepers, right? Jesus with the 10 lepers. Yes. He said, go show yourself to the priests. And they were healed as they were going. In their trip to wherever the priests were, yes. they got healed. That's how a gift of healing works. A yes. gift of curing. Think of it that way. Um, Now, miracles is different. Working of miracles, a divine operation of supernatural powers that override natural laws and quickly and instantly um, do what is naturally impossible. So when someone's healed immediately in front of you, that's a working of miracles. Okay? Now, I'll go back to the very beginning. What did I say to everyone? is given a manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good. That means everyone in this room, if you Jesus Christ is your Lord, you have one of these. That's right. yes, That's right. Right. We have got to get past um, false humility yep. and stuff that just says, well, it's not for me, I don't understand it, I tried it, it doesn't work. Yeah. You simply can't do that anymore. Because you have one. I know it. He knows it. I know it. Now you know it. I know you have a gift of the Holy Spirit. And the, and the good news about it, it's for the common good. It's for all of us. Your gift yes. builds up the body, right. and it gives us a supernatural advantage. Yes. Yeah, it is amazing. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. The Holy Spirit has done that inside of you. I'm curious as I look around. I'm wondering what you guys got. Some of you need to kind of start moving into it, Amen. all right? Amen. Tongues, discerning of spirits, supernatural ability to perceive a true spiritual situation, to discern what spiritual forces are really at work in an individual or a circumstance. Powerful gift. Diverse kinds of tongues and interpretation of tongues. Here's the good news. Here's the even better news. The good news is, to each one a gift is given, but you have the Holy Spirit, yes. so you have all nine, right? Yes. So why, John, do some people tend to move in one of the gifts more than the other? Uh, more than the other? Um, and I'll, we'll learn about a word right now called propensity. You have a propensity towards that gift. You have a a natural inclination or tendency. You have a favorable disposition. It says when the Holy Spirit gives a manifestation, what the word there is actually he leans into you. He's leaning into you. Propensity means you're leaning back. You're meeting him, right? I have a propensity towards prophecy. I like prophecy. I like learning about prophecy. I love prophesying over people. I have a propensity towards the gift of prophecy. You have a propensity towards your gift. Start looking at what you start leaning towards. Some of you love warfare. You're a little crazy. Some of you love warfare. You love spiritual warfare. There's pretty good chances of discerning of spirits working there because you're seeing things that other people aren't seeing. You're seeing things happen in realms that I'm not even aware of because that's not something I flow in very well. Right? So the gifts of the Spirit for the common good. Bible says, so, so, all right, so we have 1 Corinthians 12 is all this chapter on the gifts of the Spirit and the use of the Spirit and the working of the, of the Holy Spirit. 13 is the love chapter, right? At the end of 12, he says, let me show you a better way. Chapter 13, without love, you're a noisy gong, right? Love is patient, love is kind, never looks to its own. The love chapter. As soon as he gets done, at the end of chapter 13, which I hope you know by now, that Paul wrote in letters, there were no chapters and verses. We did that. Yeah. Um, so, but it's easy. It helps us get around the Bible, so mm-hmm. I won't fight technology. Um, so right at the very beginning of chapter 14, he says, Pursue love, but earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Pursue love. Pursue means to actually chase down like you're hunting an animal that's what it means in the Greek. It means there's an animal you're hunting and you're going to chase it down and overtake it. Pursue love. We're supposed to be that way, Chick, with each other. We're supposed to pursue love one with another as if we're hunting down something that is precious that we need for our very existence. That's what the word means. We read Pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts. It doesn't mean that at all. It means love is so important that it's worth chasing down and hunting like your very life depends on it. Wow. That's what pursue love means. Yeah. And earnestly desire spiritual gifts. The word there is, and I'm not going to say it, I want to say it right, onomatopoeia? Yeah. It's a word that sounds like what it is. Yeah. Bang! Yeah. B-A-N-G. Yeah. That's a onomatopoeia. It sounds like what it is. Right? Plank, another word. Sounds like what it is. That word in the Greek is an onomatopoeia. It means to boil and bubble over. Boiling, boiling, hot boiling water, bubbling over. Hot boiling water, bubbling over. It means pursue spiritual gifts with a heated passion to the point that you're bubbling over. It doesn't just mean every now and then try to do something supernatural and it'll kind of be cool until next year. He says, pursue love, earnestly desire, bubble over, bubble over, bubble over, chase it down, boil like you can hear it, boil for the, for, uh, the gifts of the Spirit. Why? It's common good. Thank you. Somebody's getting it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drill it home until you get it forever. For the common good. If you're not moving in your gift of the Spirit, you're leaving me hanging. And vice versa. you got to move in your gift of the Spirit. It's for all of us. It's for the benefit of all. Right? Okay. Let's do this. Let's eliminate communion. What if I made that suggestion? Let's stop taking communion. It's a big hassle. You set up the tables. You fill up the little cups with grape juice. You break all the crackers up. Everybody's got to come forward. You got to put gloves on. You got to, right? That's kind of a nuisance, isn't it? Let's just get rid of communion. What do you think? Corporate gasp. (gasps) It's one of the sacraments of the church, John. What are you saying? 27 verses, chick, in the Bible talk about communion. Very few of them give you any instruction, but 27 verses in the Bible to celebrate communion. The Lord's table. Let's get rid of water baptism. It's another one. You got to fill the tank up. People get wet. They got to bring towels. Everybody sees you. when your clothes stick to you, your love handles. It's ugly, <laughs> it's unnecessary. Why do we do water baptism? I don't get it. Let's stop doing it. It's a pain. Makes the carpet all wet. Again, another corporate gas. 28 verses, 28 verses this time, chick, in the Bible about water baptism. Very little instruction on how to do it, but 28 verses. If I suggested that, you'd bounce me right out of this church. Let's get rid of communion and water baptism. There are 103 verses on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 103 verses on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Three times as many as communion. Three times as many as water baptism. We would never get rid of communion or water baptism, but we are casual about the gifts of the Spirit. I need you to press into the Lord and move in your gift because it's for the common good and it gives us a spiritual advantage. Am I getting through to you? Yes, you are. It's important. It's super important. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not optional, they are essential. They are essential to the body of Christ. Actually, and I'll finish up. Actually, the common good, the common benefit, the supernatural advantage is, is, is really the second reason why we want to move in the gifts of the Spirit. The first reason is when there are divine demonstrations or exhibitions of the gifts of the Holy Spirit functioning in our midst. It bears witness to Jesus Christ. Yes. That he is in our midst and it gives testimony, testimony to his divine nature, his character, his messiahship and his finished work. That means when people see us moving in the gifts of the spirit, visibly see us moving in the gifts of the spirit, it testifies that Jesus Christ is in our midst. Amen. That's, That's important. It. That's, it. Come on. Come on. That's very important. People say, that guy 2,000 years ago, he healed like that, and they're kind of like healing like he did. They're kind of like prophesying like he did. They're moving in knowledge and wisdom like the woman at the well. Remember the woman at the well? The, yes. You have many, many husbands, and the one you're with now is not your husband. That's a word of wisdom. Jesus moved in the gifts of the Spirit. That's right. And when people today see us doing that, they think of Him. And Amen. it's the testimony of Jesus, it means He's in our midst. That's right. Okay. Now I'm going to step into office, okay? I'm a prophet. Prophets declare things. Prophets set in motion things in the supernatural realm. Prophets have an authority. Where they speak and where they declare, things begin to happen. I don't pat myself on the back that I'm a prophet, but I know it's true. And I know what my assignment is. I I know my assignment. My assignment is to push and move the church forward into the future. That's what prophets do. Apostles' jobs are to tell you what the prophet said, because you're like, what did he say? And the apostle breaks it down and makes it tangible, because yes. sometimes prophets are like yeah. weird. Yeah. You're like, huh, what? I was telling my wife, you know, like this, like. and then the fly flew through the room, and I was thinking that it was, no, it's just a fly. nothing prophetic about it. It's just the fly. (laughs) Carol Royal and I were talking about it, her and I. We're kind of meat and potato prophets, her her and I. Just kind of basic down-to-earth kind of prophet people. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I declare over encounter over this body of believers here in North Union. I declare a breaking forth of all that the Holy Spirit has for this place. I speak to the balance of the nine, the eight gifts of the Spirit that we desire, Holy Spirit, to see more of that in our midst. I say to those gifts in the name of Jesus, come forth. Come forth, come forth, I say bubble up and bubble over. I turn in the name of Jesus, I turn on the heat. I turn on the heat and I say begin to simmer and bubble and boil over. I speak to every gift of the Holy Spirit that is desperately needed in this place to show forth the testimony of Jesus Christ and to give witness of his finished work. I speak to you in the name of Jesus and I say come forth, come forth, in the days, weeks, and months ahead, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hi, Pastor Zach here at Encounter Church in Rochester, New York. Hope you were blessed by that message. And we want to give you an opportunity to sow into the ministry if you'd like to. If you would, just go to revival.me and click on the button that says give. Thanks again and have a blessed blessed day.